Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 309. And I think I'm going to call it dailies and routines and such or something like that. So this is a um, podcast that I recorded with one of my one of my kindred spirits, and she has given me an update. So we talked about they're kind of in a unique situation with, you know, temporariness, I believe, um, of where they were living, uh, but they have settled in. And she let me know that um, the things that we talked about were really helpful. So I love hearing that, specifically, the assigning tasks and um, getting the kids involved and, and doing the five minute pickups and things like that. So those are things that we talked about. Before we get into my conversation with Elizabeth, I wanted to make sure that you know, um, if you are like me, and the holidays get a little bit crazy. And you're like, okay, so I've got big stuff planned for the actual holidays. Here in the US, we have the big one at the end of November, and then another one at the end of December. And you're like, okay, I'm, I've got big stuff for that. But I just need to uh, keep my family fed the rest of the days. Um, I encourage you to check out um, the little mini course that I put together back in May called Make Dinner Happen. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash make dinner happen. It is a 14 day plan uh, that will have you cook all your ground beef on one day, all of your chicken breast on another day, and then use those in uh, 14 different recipes um, so that you get used to and you get experience with using those pre-cooked meats. So I give you all my tips and everything for using them in a way that actually, you know, tastes good and all through those, throughout those videos that I, you know, I'm cooking with you anyway. Um, so you can get used to that and then apply that to all different kinds of recipes that you already like. And it really does make life so much easier in the kitchen, especially during busy times, which is there ever not a busy time, but whatever. Anyway, so um, just want to make sure you knew about that. That's $16. That's make dinner happen at aslobcomesclean.com slash make dinner happen. And also don't forget that my 14 days to opening your front door to guests is on sale through the end of November with the code podcast. So I know many of y'all have already gotten that. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash 14. That's like one four. All right. Here is my conversation with Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast and talk to me. Yes, I'm glad we were finally able to get together. <laughs> I know it's been a lot of coordinating and this is we're recording this as it's actually 
almost my summer break. So this will probably be several months before it comes out, but Hey, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your unique life situation. Yeah. So we, um, before COVID, I would have said we were quite unique after COVID, not so much, (laughs) but, um, I have a three month old, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And we, for the past about five years, have been working from home, homeschooling. Um, so we spend a lot of time in our house. And then for right now, we are actually in the middle of a major international move. So we have moved out of the house that we lived in for the past four years. And we are currently living in a rental that is about two thirds the size of our old home. Mm-hmm. And we are working on downsizing from that. We will are going to be staying with family in about a week. (laughs) And so we'll be doing that until we move out of the country. So are you going to be taking home furnishings with you or will you furnish something when you get there? Will you be in a furnished situation or do you know? The houses all come furnished. Um, Unfortunately, we've already done the task of getting rid of most of our furniture because we are in a furnished vacation rental right now. Um, But it's still a little bit challenging because looking at everything of our whole entire life could potentially change. So thinking, what do we take with us? What do we use versus want to use? Um, So it's been a lot of thought to that. And I'm still afraid I'm going to be leaning on the side of bringing too much because things like my daughter, my kids have their dance recital on Saturday. And I'm thinking, well, do I pack up her leotard and tights, even though I don't think she's going to be going to dance? when we get there and, you know, I don't know because I don't know that leotard and tights are available after we move. So just some fun little challenges like that. I don't know where you're moving. I don't know your unique situation, but I, from personal experience, (laughs) if it's a specialty item and it's very small like that, I would at least take one just because, you know, I lived in Thailand and I'm not tiny. And even my roommate who was very, very small had a hard time buying clothes, you know, just because, uh, you know, we were shaped differently, you know, and it just, anyway, so just something I know here I am telling you to keep something and I'm supposed to be the decluttering person, (laughs) but you know, if it's something that she loves to do and you never know, and anyway, so who knows, but okay. Um, all right, let's talk about what is, um, so you're in a, you're in a unique situation because I mean, are you storing things? Is there like a time of, we know we're going to be gone for two years, five years, or are you hoping to be gone forever? Yeah. I mean, as of right now, this is a fairly permanent move. We're thinking it may end up being something along the lines of five years. Okay. Everything that we're storing, and I just put that in air quotes, has actually already gone. Last week, we took it up to my mother-in-law's house. Um, That being said, I keep finding little things that I'm like, like I've I've got the hat that I put on my baby when she was first born. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to get rid of that. Definitely don't need to take it with me. So I think I'm going to end up with a box of storage stuff at my mom's house too. (laughs) But like our storage, the quantity of things we have in storage are like four of those 18 gallon plastic bins. So, okay. You know, it's not, 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 it's, you're not just packing up an entire house worth of stuff that you would eventually come back to. It's literally maybe down to sentimental stuff and that's it. Pretty much, pretty much. And part of that is because, I mean, it's funny because I normally wouldn't call a hurricane a blessing, but when we moved here, we live at the beach 
Um, and I had kept all of my baby stuff from my prior babies. And I was thinking, great, when we have our next kid, we'll be able to use them. Well, two years ago, a hurricane came through and all of my baby stuff molded. And it made me realize that trying to hold on to these things was entirely useless and that other people could have actually gotten use and joy and it could have been functional and less wasteful had I gotten rid of it, which like I would have never thought of that before. I would have thought, oh my gosh, I already bought it once. I never want to have to buy it again. And um, that's made it really easy. Even right now with my new baby, I just like sold the swaddle that we were using like last week because I was like, oh, she's kind of too big for this now. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just stick it on Facebook if it goes in a week. And that's one thing I learned from you, thank heavens. Um, if it goes in a week, great. If not, I'm going to send it in donations. Um, but like those little tips that I've learned from you, I feel like are getting me through so far just because otherwise I would be a little bit lost and probably trying to hold on to more than I needed to. And I wouldn't know how to get rid of the things that I'm yeah. needing to get rid of now. Wow. Well, that's a huge challenge that you guys are, are facing, but it sounds like you're doing really well. And I'm sure that living in a vacation rental at this point, I always find that such a perspective adjuster for me because they just have the absolute basics. And every single time I live in that situation, I think, why do I have so much extra stuff at my house? You know I mean? So that's a, that's a good <laughs> good perspective adjustment for you as you go into this phase. Well, I'm excited for y'all doing that. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step -step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects. So many 
projects, taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that you have implemented in your home that have worked really well for you. Yeah. So one of the well, I guess if I could go back. So I think I've been listening to your podcast. I, I wrote it down the other day that it was three plus years, but it's actually five plus years. Wow. It's gotten me through like two moves so far. But I remember the um, doing the dishes was the first thing to have like a major impact on me. And just thinking, I mean, for starters, I never really, I would look at my sink and think, oh, that's not a full load. Oh no, it was a full load. Yeah. Um, and so just doing that every day. And then I've been able to like routinize, if that's even a word that with my children, <laughs> sorry, Bless you. but I've been able to routinize that with my children. So they know every morning now that it's their job to unload the dishwasher. And that really works the best if they're expecting it, which that only happens if I am sorry for all the baby noises. That's fine. All right. I so that only, <laughs> <laughs> so that only happens if I am, um, regularly getting the dishwasher started and regularly doing that. So that's been a big, big help. And then, so now the thing that's really helping me the biggest, most recently is take it there now. And I mean, it's one of the things that's interesting is, so our house was put on the market like last fall. So it was like six months. Um, We were renters before, so we really didn't have any control over it. Um, But surviving showings, it made such a big, big difference thinking, okay, well, if I'm touching this right now, where do I put it? Where do I go? And it helped me really get through that time period in something that would have been like completely overwhelming to me. So even just, not even just in the decluttering process, but just in the everyday maintaining process, just having that mentality of take it there now. Yes. Yes. That's great. And it's been huge. Yeah. I think it's a, um, for me, it's like I had to force myself to do that in the decluttering process. And the more that I do that, the more I see opportunities to do that in everything to just go. But if I get this done now, it's over, it's done. You know, even if it's something as small as walking to the other side of the room to put it in its home instead of just dropping it, you know, whatever, but well, that's great. Good. I'm glad to, I I like hearing how that plays out in your life. That's great. So talk to me about something that you would like to brainstorm together. So the first question I have, um, well, let me kind of set up the stage of what my day is like. (laughs) So 
I was thinking about there was one day a couple weeks ago where I woke up at like 4 a.m. And my thought was, I'm going to get the whole house picked up, you know, as people with brains like us tend to do because mm-hmm. it seems like a good idea at the time, right? So I got the whole house picked up. We went and I think we went and picked strawberries. And then we took the kids or my daughter had gymnastics. And by the time we got home, it was like 8 p.m. And you know, we struggle to feed everybody. And then we're so exhausted that so many nights dinner just does not get put away. Um, and especially it's always been one of my challenges with the baby too, when they start getting fussy in the evenings. And I feel like yeah. this is something I should be able to plan for because I feel like my babies at least get fussy every evening <laughs> around <laughs> dinner time. But so, I mean, it was one of those days that when we went to go pick strawberries, the house was really, really great. And then by the time the first person walked through the house, the floors already looked like they were a huge mess and things ended up being just a disaster by the time we went to bed. So it was like no progress ended up being made. And so I think, you know, that's one of the big things is I find that we end up just like rushing to bed and in the evening, no matter how great things were during the day, it's, a complete disaster again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think part of that is just the reality of, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I always had a bedtime for my kids and bedtime was so important to me that it was more important than cleaning up the kitchen to me. <laughs> and I don't regret that. Like, I think, so I, I get that idea of it's just kind of like, I'm done. Like it either, either I just can't, or a lot of times for me, it just wouldn't even occur to me that in the midst of let's get everybody to bed, let's do all this last evening stuff that the kitchen just wasn't part of that. So, um, are you, are you talking about, you mentioned the kitchen, but you also just, is it the overall everything that feels that way? I, I kind of think it is the overall everything mm-hmm. just because just the day's worth of mess. Exactly. Exactly. Like we can spend time together, especially with homeschooling the kids in the morning and get everything in a pretty good place, but it just kind of falls apart all throughout the day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the thing to remind yourself is that that's great that it's better in the morning. Like, so how does it go from being at a state that frustrates you in the evening to everything was good before we left to go pick strawberries? Like what happened in between there to get the house back under control? So, I mean, sometimes we're really, really good at having routines where we're every morning, we're getting stuff picked up. Um, A lot of times I actually have Alexa set to set reminders before we need to leave for our like weekly appointments Mm -hmm. um, for our five minute pickups. And it's really great because the kids don't fight with Alexa. That's great. (laughs) That's a great idea. But I think part of it is I do work part-time from home. Um, so there are times when I've got my kids either playing or like working on their own schoolwork and I'm in a different room from them taking a call. And they, I wish I could say they're trained really great to pick up their stuff, but they're just not. <laughs> I probably have not been the best example to them when it comes to that. I completely um, understand. Yeah. So a lot of times they won't pick up their stuff. And then sometimes we have to run somewhere um, as soon as my call's over or sometimes like it'll be, I'll be working on a project um, and I'll have, you know, everything out. And then suddenly the baby wakes up from her nap and she's crying and then I go do that and I forget to pick up the project later. So, well, I think that the, the Alexa timers are working really well. So keep going with that. You know, I mean, like, and remind yourself too, I mean, your little one is three months old. And so, I mean, I know you said you've been listening for five years, so 
you know, this is, but this is the hardest time right now, like where everything is completely unpredictable because she's still getting into her, you know, figuring out how the world works and all that kind of stuff. So, but at the same time, the, the five minute pickups, maybe there needs to be like in those moments where you start to feel the, uh, you know, kind of like you've associated the, um, take it there now, and the impact that that has, see if you can do some spontaneous five minute pickups where you are in their room and they may not be at the greatest time. I mean, like, you know, the, the reality is if you've got this, 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 and this, and then we're gone, but looking for additional times to do five minute pickups with you in the room with them. Cause I know that's one of the things you had said there, but you also said in your notes was it was like on their own, they have a hard time. And I think that's the age, you know, I mean, I think that's just the reality of that, that stage, you know, as they need to be reminded. Um, and then the older that they get, I mean, the good news is they do get better at it. They still will throw all of their random stuff into their sister's room sometimes. Um, but you know, we've, we've mostly stopped that and they're (laughs) basically adults now, but anyway, um, but yeah, I, I mean, like just working, adding some in at spontaneous times, like seeing if, okay, in the moment of frustration, if I can make my reaction to that be a five minute pickup, do you see what I'm saying? Like, so instead of it being a scheduled time, because that's what, that's what it sounds like is so hard is the evenings. It's like the mornings are scheduled and the mornings are routined. And so the routines work pretty well in the mornings because you know, you can put those things in there. You can predict that when Alexa says five minutes, you're actually going to be able to stop for five minutes, you know, as opposed to the evenings, it feels like you're going full blast, you know, and and it, and it really, it comes down to that awkward pause thing. Um, just to try to make up for, you know, these things that, I I mean, there are a lot of people listening who are like, if, if my house, and I know it's always different when you're just hearing what ifs versus reality that you're experiencing, they're like, oh, if my house was perfect in the morning, how great would that be? You know, but it's like, no, you want, you want to relax in the evening and know that it's also, you know, picked up. Some of those things too, that we get the house great and my, but my husband never sees that. And my husband's the one in the family who really, really likes things neat. And I I know in like some of the recent podcast episodes over the past couple of months, people have talked about how like the really neat spouse just feels like a weight is lifted and feels like they can breathe. And that's Mm -hmm. how he is, but he never gets to see the house that way because by the time he comes home in the evening, everything's a disaster. again. (laughs) Right. Well, and so that can be something that, you know, maybe even if he likes that, he probably likes also making it happen, but it can feel overwhelming. So doing a five minute pickup when he's home, you know, so that, I think sometimes with, um, involving him in that, um, even if it's not necessarily, okay, you're going to help us now, but instead, okay, guys, we're going to do this, you know, before dinner or after dinner, or, Hey, I'm throwing dinner together. Do you mind doing a five minute pickup with the kids? They know what to do, but they need you there to help. The other thing that can happen with that is he can see that, yes, it does get better but then life makes it go back. And that's the reality of a house with kids in it, with anybody in it. Um, and, and so, you know, doing that as a, as a family, looking for awkward pauses to do that in the evening, because you already know the five minute pickups are pretty magical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like they yeah. make a huge difference going, but yeah, they do. they do. Yeah. Yeah. But, but a lot of times as a mom, especially when kids are your age, your kid's age, 
your job for the five minutes is to direct, you know, I mean, like that is the number one thing that you're doing as opposed to getting to go and do something else as they get older, you can, but, you know, also assigning them, this is what you're going to do during this five minutes. This is what you're going to do during this five minutes. That's all fine too. But, um, so that, you know, so that they can see the impact of it, but also the lack of lasting impact so that there's not an assumption that it's always this way. Do you know what I mean? Right. They learn like the value of the work that they're putting in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, trying to find some other times for that. And as far as like being so exhausted after dinner, like I completely understand that, you know, it's okay to have a different time of day when your dishes are done. Like, you know, like finding the time that works the best for you. And so instead of feeling like a failure, because we didn't get everything done before we went to bed. Like I'm never one who's going to say, you got to have it all done before you get to bed. Like (laughs) you just have to have it done at some point during the day so that it doesn't build up. And for me, knowing that, do you have a dishwasher? We do. Okay. So running the dishwasher, that's my thing. I'm like, even if I can't, or I just am not gonna get everything actually wiped down and blah, blah, blah. If I will just run the dishwasher, I don't end up in the pileup, you know, like, and it's kind of like lowering those expectations in order to keep from getting so overwhelmed or feeling like a failure that then stops you from doing anything. I don't know, you know, like identify, okay, we're in a, we're in a phase right now. What's an even more bare minimum that I can give myself permission to do. Um, I don't know. Is that helpful? It is. It is. And I think, like, honestly, even hearing you say, like, it's okay, you're doing it once a day, and you are getting it done is is really helpful, because we do we get the, the dishes run every day. Um, that's something that we've picked up that's really did make a big difference from the way it was before. And a lot of times, it's just there's stuff left on the table. And so we pick it up the next morning. And by lunchtime, everything's picked up again. And then I mean, I say everything's picked up as I'm surrounded by piles of laundry that need to be put away. I've been here all week, but we all understand. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think the five minute pickups probably are key. And I think it's probably key because my, one of the second questions I had that I wanted to talk about was um, kind of keeping my, my sanity while trying to get everything, get the dailies done. Cause sometimes I feel like when we had showings and stuff in order to keep things showing ready, which is not really necessarily the way that we want our daily life, but mm-hmm. in order to keep things showing ready, I pretty much was freaking out if my kids would touch a toy and I'd be like, don't yeah. touch a toys. Can't use those. Um, but I think even doing like more five minute pickups probably will and more spontaneous five minute pickups will help with that kind of like adding them in throughout all of the transition times, even the, Hey, we're about to eat kids go pick up some things now for five minutes while I'm getting stuff on the table or yeah. before I download this extra app for you, why don't you <laughs> pick up really? Or, or, you know, especially when kids are pulling things out to play with them. And again, this is where I go, go with the spontaneous so that you don't feel like a failure if you don't do it every time. But like, ideally it's okay. I've been playing with Hot Wheels cars and I have everything out for that. But now I feel like playing with Polly Pockets or I don't even know what stuff is anymore, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know, now I feel like playing with this. And so I'm going to get all of that stuff pulled out. Oh, wait, let's do a five minute pickup. You know, let's do a five minute pickup to put your Hot Wheels stuff away so that then it doesn't pile. It's kind of like that dishes thing. It's like toy math of, 
if I will just put away this stuff or if I'll, if I'll do a five minute pickup, which might end up being a two minute pickup, but because they already know the language five minute pickup, then even though what you're really doing is cleaning up one thing of toys before you get out another, you can use the language of five minute pickup and be like, Oh, that only, that one only took two minutes. That's great. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and play the, the next thing, you know, so that that can start to be the, the trigger as often as you think about it. And even if you don't think about it for a day, if you do it once the next day, it's better off than it would be otherwise, you know? And so that's why I'm always trying to be careful of being like, Oh, well, every time your kids do this, do this. I'm like, well, but then when you miss it, which is what I would do and don't, doesn't even occur to you to do that. Then you're like, Oh, great. Well, that doesn't work for me. No, no, no. Just do a pickup when you think of it and look for opportunities to start thinking of doing five minute pickups during those times, those transition times where they're naturally transitioning to get another kind of toy out. Oh, let's do a five minute pickup, everybody, you know, and, and that will annoy them and they will not like for you to stop their momentum, but eventually they may, if it annoys them enough, then they'll go ahead and put stuff up before they get the next one out. So they don't have to have you telling them to do that. You know I mean? That's just, that's life, you know? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, what else would you like to talk about? I've um, solved all your problems, right, so far? <laughs> Almost, yeah. <laughs> uh. um, so the third thing was, and I know you've talked about this a bit, but it's decluttering the tricky stuff. So when we moved here, we did like a really big declutter with most of everything. And what I have left now are some of the trickier things. So like, I also did a study abroad in college, and I've got a bin of things that I was originally thinking of putting in a scrapbook. But it's things like, um, brochures from museums that we visited or photographs or um like there are some things and I know one of the pieces of advice that you've said is like if you use it in your house great but there are some things that I just cannot get rid of that are like schoolwork that I did in elementary school like a project I put together about my family I put together like a slideshow and printed it out about you know these are really important things um and my mom kept it but, you know, things like that that aren't useful, but they're like, I'm not going to get rid of like the little timeline of my life that I made in fifth grade on poster board, but it's it's like so cute. And my kids would actually totally like to see it today. And 
I mean, for right now, those things I think are going to like live at my mom's house, but I would like to kind of pare down what I have. I actually have a trophy that my, my city won for a parade entry one year, which that hopefully I can like box up and mail back to them. Cause truthfully, I don't need to keep that <laughs> things like that is, I mean, yeah. just kind of a, what do you do with it aside from just keep it in a box somewhere? Well, I mean, especially because of your current situation, I don't know that you have really any other option than to keep it in a box somewhere. So then the, the key is to say, okay, mom, how, you know, and how much space do you have for me to put a box in your house? Like that's not going to make her life harder to live. You know what I mean? Like either something that she has to worry about or whatever, you know, like what size of a box is it that we have? And then that box determines what you can keep, which means you put your favorite stuff in there first, which means that you might have to make the choice between the brochures from the museums and the trophy or, and the, the project, you know, the other thing too, is you, you just said that your kids would love to see that. So let them see it, like, go ahead and enjoy that because sometimes after you enjoy it, then it looks a little bit different to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying it's going to, but sometimes it's like, oh, my kids loved this part of that. I could just save this part. I don't necessarily have to also have the diorama. I don't know if that's what you had, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's this idea of so, so many times when things we think things are going to be sentimental, they grow inside of our minds. And so then just going ahead, giving yourself permission to look through it without making a decision yet, because you guys are still, you know, months out from actually having to leave and having to store it somewhere, look through it now, because you may find that there is stuff in there that is not as sentimental or that you go, oh, well, yeah, when I'm going to have to make a decision someday, this is going to be a definite. So I'm going to go ahead and get rid of this. So then it's already reduced. And then when it does come down to it, just embrace that container, embrace the reality of my mom has a guest room closet that it's not going to, you know, that she is letting me use for a tub or two, and this is not going to make her life harder. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And so I'm going to go ahead and determine that's going to determine the size of container that I can use. And now that container is going to determine the reality of what I can keep. And then you put your favorite, favorite things in there first, which is easier to do if you've gone through them and just looked at them without any kind of obligation or responsibility two months ago. Like they're going to look different to you when you go through them again in two months to then actually make those decisions and put it down into the container. Sounds good. Did that solve all your problems? <laughs> I keep asking that. <laughs> no. I think so. I think so. And it, well, and it's, as you know, I think some of it too sometimes is just the, just sitting down and doing it in yeah. the first place. Right. Which like, I think that's where the giving yourself permission to look through it without feeling guilty that you're not taking an action right now, because the problem is when you feel like there are going to be actions that are going to have to be taken, I may have to box up a trophy and mail it somewhere. Like I will avoid looking in a huge box because I know there's one thing in there that I'm going to feel like I need to go to the post office over. Like I will completely avoid that box for the sake of this one little thing, you know, that, that I know is going to be a big job that I have to do someday. So saying for now, I'm just going to look through it with, with no obligation. 
then you have the, it, it's, it's easier for you to, um, adjust, start adjusting how you think about things, letting it be less overwhelming. Um, and then you may make some decisions like that is not worth my time. I have a three month old and I have a lot going on and nobody's really going to know that I never sent that in. Cause they're probably not going to listen to Dana's podcast. And so, um, I'm just going to get rid of it or whatever, you know I mean? Like get, get rid of some of that guilt. Cause a lot of it is just that guilt weighing on you of all the things that probably this is going to represent that you need to put on your to-do list. Yeah. I've got one project like that one year. I was going to make a felt advent calendar for my kids and I'm looking at it right now and it's the middle of summer. So they don't cost a whole lot right now because everyone's trying to clear some. I'm like, well, I could buy one or I could finish this one. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I may just buy it and throw out the one that I started because I've got the calendar, but no figurines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that it's hard to let those kinds of things go, but it's also like such a relief. It's like ripping off a bandaid, you know, and then you do it and you just go, oh, that's not weighing on me anymore. And I wasn't necessarily consciously thinking about it all the time, but it was weighing on me. Yep. I've got a, I've got a couple of projects like that. <laughs> oh yes. I understand. Totally understand. So is there anything else that you want to talk about? I think that's pretty much everything. Um, the only other thing would just be sharing. Cause I think, I feel like it's rare in life that you literally look at everything you own at one time and go, do I really want to keep this? And do I not? And so many of the little things I was putting off, like my daughter does gymnastics and gymnastics leotards are kind of expensive. And so yes. there's actually a pretty good used gymnastics leotard market out there. And I had like kept a box of her old gymnastics leotard going, one day I'll sell these. Can I tell you how easy it actually was to sell them once I stuck them, <laughs> once I took a picture of them and put them online, like they all went within two weeks. I save all of my poly mailers. It's actually easier and cheaper to mail them out than I expected. So like, so many of these projects that had felt like, oh my gosh, can I really do that? It was really a matter of just kind of taking that first step and, yes. you know, going with it. And if, if we had even met two weeks ago, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have these leotards and I've been saying for years that I want to sell them. And like, <laughs> it would have been, seemed like so much and so impossible. And it's been kind of amazing in a situation where I actually have to sit down and go through and look at this stuff that it's actually been easier than I expected it was going to be to deal with a lot of them. I think what you're saying has a lot of value because so many times the issue is we build it up in our heads of how much hassle or difficulty something is going to, to cause that makes us then put off trying or put off doing it. So yeah, I appreciate that perspective a lot in your kind of being forced to do it. You've realized, oh, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. I think that's great. That's great to know. And that is my number one piece of advice. If you are stuck because you're sure something's worth money, sell one just to see what the process is like, you know, because I can remember when I did eBay, yes, gymnastics outfits. That was one of the things that I knew if I could find those for 50 cents at a garage sale, I could sell them, you know, for pretty good turnaround. But I didn't know that until I tried it, you know, no, I don't recommend you going and buying them and selling them. But I am saying like, I didn't know until I tried, if you're thinking something, if you can't get rid of it, because you think it's worth money, give it a try and just see, you know, because yeah. Well, 
and that even came to choose. So we had a double stroller and I was sitting here thinking, oh, this is great. We'll be able to sell it for like, you know, 50 bucks. It'd be, it goes so fast because they're worth so much more than that. Well, I listed it for sale and it didn't sell. And I lowered the price. It didn't sell. And I lowered the price. And I eventually just donated it thanks to, because I know you in the past, you've said, give yourself a time frame. Mm-hmm. And having the action plan was so helpful because when it didn't sell in the time frame that I was looking for too, I was like, okay, well, I want to get this out because I don't need it anymore. My older kids can't fit in a stroller now. <laughs> and you tried. So- And so you, there's no regret. I mean, it might be irritating that you didn't get any money like you thought you would, but there's no regret, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Well, tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. So I just love having a group of people who understand. I mean, it's just so great having people who understand the perspective and especially in some ways it's been really helpful too in conversations with my husband because he doesn't understand because this is so not his mindset at all, Mm -hmm. but it's really, really great to kind of meet a group of people knowing that we're all normal people working on this area of our lives and that, you know, it's not such an unusual experience in the first place. Yeah. It it is very nice to know that we're not alone. (laughs) Definitely for sure. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking this time. I know that you are in such a fun, fleeting, but also crazy time of life (laughs) with a newborn. So um, it's been really fun to talk to you. And I I never know how to end. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I feel like the endings are always so like, okay, all right. I need to come up with like a tagline or something where I'm like, and there you go. (laughs) Go forth and be cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go deslobify. Anyway, but, but I really do. I appreciate you coming on. It's been really fun getting to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for putting up with my little one trying to talk. All oh time. my goodness. I love baby noises. So now I'm happy she was with us. Okay. Did you love my conversation with Elizabeth? Um, I thought it was great. Like I have so much fun doing these calls with y'all. Um, so if you are interested in being a part of our kindred spirits group, if you're interested in being a patron of the show, um, that's who gets to apply to do these calls. Um, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean and find out how to become a patron of the show. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.